Friday, December the 10th, and you're listening to the Grains Matter Chatter podcast presented by North Fork Grains. I'm your host, Dolores Foster, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Mr. Jeffrey Guy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everybody. 14 more sleeps until St. Nick comes visiting. Woo-hoo. The real question is, though, Jeff, have you been... A good boy this year. Naughty or nice, always nice, always nice. I'm sure you just ask anybody, they'll, I'm sure they'd repeat that. Right, dear? My lovely wife, too. So, <laughs> so Jeff, what happened on the markets this week? Kind of a little bit of up, a little bit of down? That sounds like the markets. A little bit up, a little bit down. So, there was a, a USDA report this week, came out yesterday. Um, Usually the December report is not a big report for changing things and they did not disappoint this time because it was much ado about nothing. Corn and soybeans left the numbers basically unchanged. Wheat, they changed some world wheat production numbers. It was, uh, and the wheat side is kind of interesting. Australia was looking at uh, like a record wheat production this year. And so the USDA did increase the wheat numbers from Australia, but Australia also had these record rainfalls right at harvest. And they figured that was going to hurt their production and also the quality of the wheat, but the USDA numbers don't really talk about quality. They're just talking about uh, overall production. So still interesting how that's going to be, but on the wheat side, the world numbers still are like the lowest for the top eight exporting nations in 14 years. I think that's what I wrote this today in the in the blog here on Friday. So world wheat stocks are decreasing a little bit, but we like we've talked about before, wheat prices in the U.S. and that are too expensive on the world market. And even though they they don't have the crop to export and their prices are too high to export anyways. And that's probably where spring wheat is here also. The, uh, so let's look at prices here for the week. Uh, corn was up a dollar or two. Soybeans were up uh, three to nine dollars this year to next year. Uh, the wheat side was from down a dollar to, or let's say from up two dollars to down three dollars. So the wheat market didn't really respond too too much to the uh, to the news in the USDA report. I I think volatility is the word we need to use again. Even though we had up and down, that means volatility. So you said the USDA didn't really change a whole lot of anything, but the markets were more on the positive side after it was released yesterday, and then it was pretty positive today until coming back down to a little bit negative at the end of the day here. Yeah, so they're... The managed monies probably took some money off the table near the end of the day going into a weekend. There's, I think, the weather forecast, even though the harvests are all done down, the states are mostly done, mostly done up here too. A lot of storms brewing through the states. I just watched the weather forecast and they're mm-hmm. talking some big snowfalls and possible hurricane winds tonight in certain areas in the east. Uh, it's kind of like doom and gloom in the weather forecast. So, I don't know, maybe that just pulled some, some money off the table. The, uh, in saying the USDA didn't do much in corn and soybeans, like maybe the market was looking for them to do more. you got to remember that they were already projecting a record crop in the corn side mm-hmm. this year. So I guess they they did not increase it, so that's positive for prices. But 
The January report is just around the corner, and that's historically where they make their final yield estimate until they change it again a couple months later for the year. <laughs> but uh, that's historically a, a USDA report that can move the markets pretty strong. Uh, they play a lot around with the yields and the stocks and everything, so it uh, can change a lot of things. There are some positives in the market. You know, uh, corn exports, we've been talking about all year that they're behind last year, but they're still only behind, I think it's something like 5 to 10%. And uh, what's the been the big star in the corn market? Ethanol. We've loved ethanol forever. And this year, like this fall, this uh, early winter, they're grinding through lots of corn in the state. So they're, they're going to have to be increasing the corn usage numbers for ethanol so that's a that's really been supporting corn so like even with a record yield corn prices continue to just move a little bit higher they come down they go up but we're staying up you know like there's still spot corn what to close that today uh, Dolores spot corn 291 so I I think if the ethanol wasn't the grind wasn't up as as much as it is the market would look a lot different. Oh, it would be sad. It would be sad. We'd probably be twenty, thirty, forty dollars lower on there. That's who knows what the number. Back would to be. prices we saw last year before yeah. harvest. <laughs> yeah, you know, so it's the ethanol is really uh, helping it out there. So that's you know that's pretty supportive on the corn side. You know, the soybean side, there's lots of things in the market there too. You know, the the exports to China are, have been picking up the last couple of weeks. On the soybean side but you know that window we talked about that window where north american beans are more attractive than south american beans and that's that's closing down so well we didn't really meet that window kind of this year either because because of the ports in the south that definitely that held hurricane back. and yeah. right we we talked about that a little bit in the previous podcast how this is a time where China should be buying from the States because it should be cheaper, but they're still buying from Brazil. Still buying from Brazil. And so it, it brings into the marketplace, even right now, the weather in Brazil and Argentina, you know, like uh, how that's going to affect their yields. And nobody really knows. They're, they're a little more concerned right now about dryness in Brazil. So that's maybe that's supporting soybean prices in there too. But, uh, you know, when we look at soybean prices over the last year, so what's, you know what's been the real big supporter of soybean prices? Oil. Soybean oil. You know it's been leading the the price charge higher vegetable oil market. Well, and we've talked the last few weeks how soybean meal is leading it now. Mm-hmm. And so it just how things change. Like soybean meal, I think I read today it's the highest close in four months for soybean meal prices in the states. And soybean oil is at the a five month low right now. Yeah, but soybean prices still are are strong, and uh, these same things are happening in China too. Like soybean oils, uh, prices really dropped off in China. So does that mean that the demand for vegetable oil has dropped off, or is there just more supply now? We don't have the answers to that. It's it's probably a bit of both. But I think the main part is that there's something in that soybean complex that is supporting. Prices, That's right? the big thing. Yeah, the longest time it was it was oil. Now it's meal. Last week uh, Dwight and I talked about the shortage of lysine, and that's helping meal usage in the states. So it's it's great that there's something supporting it. Bottom line, it's great that the soybean market is being supported. 
Yep. So the corn market supported with ethanol. Soybean market is supported right now big time with meal. The wheat market is supported by decrease in stocks. It's just, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Everything's being supported right now. So it's, that's all positive. So prices are, remain strong. Farmers are optimistic right now. We've had good yields in that this year, generally. I think that's a great thing to, to move on from. Let's move on to something else that's positive. Uh, well, the local harvest, it's... Almost done. Almost done. <laughs> you know, we know there'll be people who'll still be combining for a few more weeks and that, but uh, yep. can we? are we still accepting corn? And We sure are. Yep. Bring her on the big dryer, still hungry. So it's uh Yep, still running. <laughs> kept enough kept enough room here for the, the last bunch of corn here, so I don't know, are we ninety five percent complete now? I would like to think so. <laughs> I'd like to think we're only seventy five. Bring her on people. The, uh, <laughs> put us to work. But uh, so that you know that's positive. And through November what's been the big fundraiser here going on in November? Well, November a lot of people know is the the hairy month of the year where everyone grows a mustache or a beard to support men's health. So we participated that in that again this year and thank you to everyone that did participate. Um, we're still in the works of finalizing that campaign and um, we still have a little bit of time here to send in pictures of your mustache so that we can donate 20 or uh, sorry 50 bucks for uh, for you um, so you have a mustache, company. send us in a picture there. Yeah, so to the 15th of December you have. So that is next week on Wednesday, I believe. So next week, uh, I think we'll be doing the podcast a day early next week. Uh, we probably will be because next Friday is our Christmas party, so we will be closed on Friday. We're going to party all day long. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe you will, Jeff. <laughs> So we'll have it, yeah, next Thursday, and we should have some uh, some numbers for November. Sounds like next plan. Thursday. So, anybody has any questions about Emlyn, give us a call anytime. Have yourself a safe week, and we'll look forward to talking to you again next week. And we're beginning to look a lot like Christmas. We will take Christmas carol requests for next week. Send them to Dolores. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate everyone that takes time to listen to our podcast every week. And hope everyone has a safe weekend. Bye for now.